Welcome to The Table. You are listening to the Kingstown Communion podcast with lead pastor Michelle Matthews. The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kingstown Communion. We're glad that you're listening along with us. If you live close by, we hope you'll join us for worship in person. And if you ever feel so inclined to help us by giving financially, you can do so on our website, kingstowncommunion.net. Good morning, Kingstown Communion. I think it's Thursday, March 31st, because Friday is the first, and that's a teacher work day. Uh, we have a reading. It's chapter 26, and it's Say Potato. On the invitation to Kate's parents' wedding was a drawing of a portly Winnie the Pooh and his tiny friend Piglet walking hand in hand. It isn't much for one, but two can stick together, says Pooh, says he. That's how it is, says Pooh. Well, that's a lovely sentiment, but it's hard. It's hard to make two out of one. I, Jessica, lived in the same place for 25 years. While Denver, Colorado is a major city by all normal people's standards, it always felt like a small town to me. I can't pick up an iced coffee or get my tires rotated without running into someone I know. These are the kinds of friends who remember things I have tried very hard to forget. Like the time our parents wanted to infect us with chickenpox and made us share bubblegum, or when we danced to Madonna's Like a Prayer in the elementary school's talent show. Or the time my car slammed into a fire hydrant. I claim complete innocence and blame the person who never taught me how four-wheel drive works. I had long-storied relationships with that city, with those people, but when I was an adult, I moved away. Yes, I don't know how to hold the phone. Making friends as an adult is hard. Making friends as an adult is a new... Making friends as an adult in a new city is even harder, especially when you work from home and have no discernible hobbies. I could be anyone I wanted to be, but there was something I missed about being known. I was fresh out of marriage that had broken my heart, and I didn't know how to move past small talk. Intimacy with strangers felt like a risk my fragile self couldn't handle. I longed for the comfort of people with whom I could be real, in my grief and heartbreak and hope. I was reminded of the difficulty of making genuine connections when I read a fascinating article by the writer C.J. Hauser, who, pointed, who joined the dating app Tinder in order to find a potential match. She quickly found herself caught in the endless monotony of small talk. How are you? What are you doing? This weekend looks like nice weather. 
<sighs> so few people, she said, felt real. Well, that's because they weren't necessarily real. She discovered a horrifying little fact. People on dating apps may be falling victim to a form of fraud. There are program scripts called Tinder bots that may look and sound like a real person but are actually a little algorithm designed to be spectacular at small talk. In fact, these fake bots are so common and so persuasive that people have found themselves falling in love with someone, someone, created by artificial intelligence. What a strange modern reality with all so many loose connections among people. Our relationships have been weakened to the point where even robots can seem like convincing stand-ins. But here is the heartening news. Artificial intelligence can't duplicate human interaction perfectly. It's too smooth, too instant, and too incapable of understanding complex forms of communication like irony and hyperbole. And to top it off, Tinderbots are not nearly as random as people. Humans go down conversational rabbit trails that make no sense to an algorithm. Alan Turing, the father of computer science, had something to say about this. You may think he's a uh, cumberbatch, but he's not. Um, he helped the Allies crack Nazi codes, which some argue saved millions of lives by leading to a swifter end to the Second World War. His life's work wondered, can machines think? Can they? He developed the Turing test to determine how a computer or bot could approximate human behavior. The Turing test was simple. If the human couldn't tell if they were talking to a computer or a person, the computer passed. When C.J. Hauser started to question the authenticity of her online relationships, she began to use a cheeky version of the Turing test, hilariously dubbed the potato test. When she worried someone was overly automated, she would say, If you're human, say potato. I'm still trying to flip through the pages. Bots don't have a programmed response for something so absurd. What exactly constitutes this uniquely human thing? can't be duplicated by artificial intelligence. Could it be the flaws? Our jokes that don't always land or our weird hobbies we wonder if anyone else will find entertaining? Is it in our stories, our silly stories, or complicated families? None of us is perfect, and somewhere in those imperfections we can be found. Maybe it's true that it hurts a little to become real and risk intimacy with a stranger who might become that friend we're looking for or we might be the one they need at the precise moment. Perhaps it is our job to help one another become more real, one absurd question at a time. So my dears, if you need to remember and so my dears, if you need the reminder that love is found not in spite of our flaws but because of them, say potato.